we have to understand something. How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought under the banner of servitude? How can you talk about freedom and justice for all when you were brought in shackles and chains with yokes about your neck? The Bible says that the children of Israel will be scattered into all nations under the banner of slavery. This was a global slave trade. Luke chapter 21 verse 21 through 24 says you're going to fall by the edge of the sword and they're going to be led away captive into all nations. So the question for the critical thinker is this, who did that happen to? Did that happen to the Chinese? No. Did that happen to the Arab? No. Did that happen to the European? No. Did that happen to the people that call themselves Jewish? No. What race of mankind on the earth was taken into captivity into all nations? You think this global slave trade would be not documented in the greatest history book known to mankind? You're looking at the Bible and you don't realize that it's talking about you. Yes, you. The people that are impacted by slavery and colonialism. The people that were taken to America, taken to the Caribbean islands, taken to France, Portugal, taken to Spain as slaves. The Bible says that the, the gospel... The gospel of the Jesus Christ that we know of is a black man that came to set liberty to the captives. That's Isaiah 61, verse 1. Who needs saving? Who needs liberty? Does the French need liberty? Does America need liberty? Who is oppressed? Who is getting brutalized in the streets? Who is getting gunned down when you know categorically and statistically they committed no crime? You're being persecuted over a traffic violation. You're being murdered and slaughtered. Ask Sandra Bland, was she free? Ask Trayvon Martin, was he free? Ask George Floyd. A lot of people talk about that they're woke. You're fake woke. The scripture says, awake to righteousness and sin not. Awake to righteousness, awake to who you are. Who were you prior to slavery? Who were you prior to colonization? These answers and more can be seen as we listen to the Forefront Radio where you will find out the truth in regards to your true nationality. Yes, when you read about the Bible, when it says, my skin is black, it's talking about you. When you read Song of Solomon, when it says, look not upon me because I am black, it's talking about you. When it comes to the greatest man that walked on the face of the earth, Jesus the Christ died a black man's death, died through crucifixion, lynched on a tree, hair like wool, feet like brass burned in a furnace. Who could this be talking about? This is talking about you, your people, the lost tribes of Israel. You were listening to the Forefront Radio. Thanks for listening in. We're going to tune to Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. Verse 7 and verse 8, it says, For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. For this cause, God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe 
alive. So according to the scriptures, we are going to reveal to you who the wicked is according to the Bible, their system of governance, and how they operate in this world. The next scripture we're going to look at is Job chapter 9, verse 24. It says, the earth is given into the hand of the wicked, the wicked. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. So who's that? whoever is controlling the earth right now, that's who the wicked is according to the Bible. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So if it's not those that are in power today, who is he? Who's controlling the Vatican? Who's controlling the United States of America? Who's controlling Europe? Who's controlling the United Nations? According to the Bible, that is the wicked. Now let's check out this history real quick. According to the Real News Network, we're going to listen to a former privileged Zionist who was a descendant of a general during the time of the 1940s when the Israelis invaded Northeast Africa. We know for a fact that the people that lived in Northeast Africa were people of color, specifically black people as well as Arab people. And he's going to state quite in fact with, with all manner of veracity that not only was Zionism a lie, but a majority of the people involved in many of the world events that led to them going into, quote unquote, the Middle East, which is a fake made up term. Just listen close to this thing. I'll interject uh, every so often to kind of prove a point. Israeli activist, author, he was a soldier, and his father was one of the most famous generals in Israel. Miku grew up in Jerusalem from a prominent Zionist family. His grandfather, Avraham Katz Nelson, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, signed the, Isra signed the Israeli Declaration of Independence. His father, Matty Pellet, fought in the 1948 war and served as a general in the war in 1967. Father later became a peace activist and a leading proponent of an, of an Israeli dialogue with the PLO, as well as a two-state solution. Miko followed his father's footsteps at first, joining Israel's special forces after high school and earning the Red Beret. But he soon grew to regret his decision. He surrendered his status as soon as he earned it, becoming a medic. And finally, disgusted by the 1982 Lebanon invasion, he buried his service pin in the dirt. He's written a book titled The General's Son, Journey of an Israeli in Palestine. In a comment about the book, Ilan Pape writes, out of personal pain and sober reaction on the past comes this powerful narrative of transformation, empowerment, and commitment. In her foreword to Miko's book, Alice Walker writes, there are few books on the Israeli-Palestine issue that seem as hopeful to me as this one. And Miko now joins us in the studio. Thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Um, it's very difficult for uh, anyone to, who kind of knows much about the Israeli-Palestinian situation to say that something written about it is hopeful. Yeah. Um, so, but but as as people that watch reality asserts itself knows, we we start from the beginning in terms of your personal story, 
And then we'll, I'm sure there were many moments you were not hopeful. So we will try to trace your journey from growing up in this very, uh, you know, privileged Zionist family um, to uh, being an activist opposing uh, much of what I, I believe uh, certainly the culture would have taught you and, and your uh, the stratum you grew up in. Um, so in this episode, you're going to listen in and understand that basically this son of a general is going to confess that Europe, European extremism of Ukrainian people from a secularized society brainwashed its citizens to invade Africa. You see, in the seven, around 700 AD, the Arabs stole Palestine during their Islamic conquests from black people that lived in the land of Canaan. Remember, biblically speaking, the land of Canaan belonged to the Israelites. The Israelites lived in the land of Ham. Ham is Africa. So prior to the transatlantic slave trade was the Trans-Saharan slave trade, which doesn't get discussed a lot. And we also don't hear a lot of information about the Silk Road slave trade, but we know that within these regions in Northeast Africa, Israel, Palestine, Assyria, Syria, Lebanon, Egypt, Tunisia, Libya, Morocco, Morocco, it was many Moors, black people, black Jews and black Moors that lived in this region. We're going to listen in how they refuse to show the footage that we have from the 1920s of black people living in Palestine. And not only that, they refuse to discuss anything prior to 1948. So why not show the footage of black people living in the land of Israel before the Ukrainian Khazarian invasion of Israel? so-called Israeli people groups. Listen close. And then also how you end up hopeful out of all this. But, but let, let's start from the beginning. Talk a little bit about growing up in the house. Your father's a general uh, and, and very prominent. And what's, what's the kind of political discourse in the home and, and in terms of your own internalizing of the, the Israeli narrative? Well, to begin with, there's a huge sense of pride because everywhere you, I looked as I was growing up, whether it was my father, whether it was other family members, uh, everybody was part of the effort, either early effort to establish the state of Israel, um, establishing the Israeli military, which of course was a source of great pride, uh, fighting in the War of 1948, which you know is our War of Independence, that's what we call it. Um, and, and there were several other members of our, my, our family that were, that held, you know, positions of, you know, of influence within the state of Israel. So think already about the mindset. The European extremists call invading into Africa a mission of independence. That's what he said. A mission of independence. This is no different from Christopher Columbus and the whole manifest destiny doctrine that people were indoctrinated into when the Roman Catholic Church 
and Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand authorized the enslavement of Black Jews and Black Moors. Listen close. A great sense of pride, you know, absolutely. Um, and then after my father retired from the military, he be embarked on this journey to convince Israelis that we must make peace with the Palestinians. So having taken the West Bank and the Gaza Strip and really completed this mission of of conquering and or, or the conquest of the land of Israel, he was saying that there's a part of the land of Israel that we have to concede because we have to recognize that there is another nation that lives here. These are the Palestinians and we have to live, we ultimately we want to live in peace. So come. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, you operated as a conquistador. You ethnically uh, devoured people. And then you said, uh, we change our mind. Uh, we we want to have peace now. Oh, okay. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't this the same thing that happened with the Native Americans in the United States? Isn't this the same thing that happened when the British nations invaded and colonized African nations all throughout the world? Isn't this the same thing they did in India, in China, in Kenya? in Nigeria, in South America, in Australia, in the United States of America, in Mexico, in Canada, in South America, in the Caribbean islands. Hmm. Critical thinkers put on your hat. Listen close. Compromise is, is needed. Okay, before we get there, because we, okay. just, we just jumped through your entire childhood. Uh, how old are you when he starts yeah, well, I was, I was, I was quite young. He retired. Uh, he retired. I was probably five or six years old. Oh, you're young when he starts yeah. speaking out. Yeah. Well, let me just ask you, because our, our colleague who worked with us quite a few years, uh, Leah Tarachansky, she grew up in a settlement. Yes. And she said she never even heard the word Palestinian until yeah. she moved to Canada and was 13 yeah. or 14 years old. Yeah. When did you first hear there yeah, was such my a thing as a Palestinian? Well, we know that there are the Arabs of Israel, and these are Arabs who live within Israel. Uh, and then my father suddenly in the early 70s starts talking about these people called the Palestinians. Um, and suddenly we learned that these people are called Palestinians, you know, and that was the first I heard of it, you know. And that was the first, the first of many Israelis. And Israelis don't like that term. That's why even today, many people call them the Arabs of Israel. Because Palestinian, everybody, most people know that before the state of Israel was established, the country was called Palestine. Even in Hebrew, they would say Palestina. You know, my parents' birth certificate and, and first ID cards and passports said born in Palestine. So calling the Palestinians Palestinians means they have some kind of a connection to the land that precedes the establishment of the state of Israel. We, we don't like that. We don't want the, to know that. So nobody calls them that. And suddenly my father starts talking about that. And then to make things even worse, he starts claiming that the state of Israel has to start negotiating with the Palestine Liberation Organization, which was, they were the devil. They were worse than the devil. They were murderers and terrorists, and they were compared to the Nazis. I mean, how does a, a, former, or a former general who had only recently retired, who was, and he came from that generation of generals that were the gods of the Olympus, because they were the young officers in 1948, and then they were the generals in 67, which are really the two most important, crucial wars, you know, and the most heroic in many ways and, and so forth. And, um, and he turns around just 
moments, literally moments after the, after this the, the 67 war was completed and says we need to talk to these people, to these terrorists who want to kill us. Um, so I'm growing up and I'm hearing all of this, you know, I'm still, you know, the sense of my father, the general, and now here's my father talking about all these other things. What are you hearing in school? Uh, Arab lover, which is like saying nigger lover. You know, I mean, it's a terrible thing. You're an Arab lover. Your father's an Arab lover. He's a, then later on, people start saying he's a traitor. And I'm thinking, what the hell are they talking about? Don't they know who he did, what he did? So they're using the same rhetoric that they use whenever someone exposes the evils that they do in society. You see, it's the same thing with those that try to advocate and help those that are oppressed in the land. They ridicule, they accuse. And in fact, if you look closely, recently there was a situation that happened where a young uh, Edomite man by the name of Kyle Rottenhouse went into a place and even harmed Caucasian people because they were protesting against unjust treatment happening to the Israelites, so-called African-Americans. Well, listen close. No, he was. Um, and then as his, uh, has his- Are you life, angry at your father? Not at all. I think they're idiots. And I'm arguing like a, you know, like a kid in school and I'm getting not beat up physically, but you know, ganged on by everybody else saying, how could you possibly you know, say these things? And don't you know that they're terrorists and they're Arabs and again, Arab lover and, and so forth, mostly about my father. Um, so it's, it was, it was, uh, it was strange, but I didn't have any doubts that my father was, was right. And I wasn't angry at him at all. I thought he was right and they were wrong. And so, um, the sense of, of, of being in a minority was something I grew up, you know, I, I was used to from a very young age. Where's your mother in this? My mother was saddened because she agreed with him, of course, and in many ways she preceded him. But she was saddened because at one point their friends stopped inviting them, you know, uh, to gatherings. And they became, they both became outcasts. And so, I, you know, I talk about this in the book, you know, at one point my mother was saying, you know, I just heard that all of our friends got together at somebody's home and we were not invited. You know, so they really became outcasts. And the more he talked about the PLO and then later on he began meeting with the PLO. And even though the meetings were mostly in secret, the word got out that there was these meetings between my father and several other Israeli Zionists who used to hold prominent position and now they're kind of renegades, but they're still completely loyal and, and supportive of the state of Israel. Uh, we're meeting with, with PLO members, which means they're meeting with terrorists who want to kill us, you know? And so this was becoming more and more of a problem for my mother and for my parents because so socially, not just politically. Did you have siblings? I do. I'm the youngest of four. And how did the other kids feel about all this? We all, you know, older our, or younger? I'm the youngest. So, so the older, older ones brother. are a little more aware, especially of the social isol isolation. Yes. Well, my older brother was, was, was very active in the left anyway, the political left in Israel. And my two sisters were, you know, uh, not that engaged at the time. Um, but this was impacting everyone. The thing is with my father, he was very convincing. I mean, he was a smart, he was a smart guy. He did his homework. He, when he, when he argued the facts, there was really very little that you could say that you could argue back because he did his research. And his claim was very simple. If we do not allow for some kind of compromise, if we do not recognize that the Palestinians do have rights, 
uh, to self-determination. If we do not make this compromise on the small part of the land of Israel, which is the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, then in 50, 60 years, we're going to end up with a binational state that's going to be a non-democratic state. This whole idea of a Jewish democracy that he and his generation supposedly fought for will be completely gone. And you know, the irony of it is these folks don't even read the Bible. When you actually read in the Bible, the land of Israel in ancient times reached all the way from the Mediterranean when you read the book of Deuteronomy, all the way over to the borders of the the uh, Euphrates River, okay? Not this whole West Bank and all this foolishness, no. It was a region spanning from the borders of Egypt and Africa all the way over across, past Lebanon, past Syria, past all of that, all the way to the Euphrates River. That, that really was the landmass, okay? So think of all like, Arabia down to Iraq and all of those regions where the borders of the Euphrates was, that's what you read in Deuteronomy, which shows you these folks ain't going by the Bible at all. Because we're going to be a binational state and we will have to fight terrorism because people resist. And when people resist, it's called terrorism. So the Israeli army will have to use all of its resources to fight the resistance. Um, you see that? They weren't using that term for military. They were using that term against civilians, men, women, and children. Okay? I wish I could show it to you, but since this is an audio, I can't show it to you. In the 1920s, I'll describe what I saw. I have a, a video depicting black people living in the land in North Africa, Northeast Africa, Jerusalem, Syria, in that particular, in Jerusalem, dark, I mean, dark brown people, like, like Sudanese looking, Ethiopian looking, like melanated peoples, okay? But unfortunately, since this is audio, I can't show it to you. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Log on to my... Uh, uh, Instagram. If you go to Instagram.com slash The Forefront Express, you can scroll through some of my reels. And I have a video from 1929 recorded by uh, Germany where they recorded Black people in the Holy Land. And in the end, there won't be a Jewish state. No, he said this in 1967, 68, 16, you know, that early. And exactly, and ex what he said is exactly what happened, you know, over the last few decades. And today we're faced with this reality. Well, what, how, so, in terms of his own progression of getting there, I, I mean, I can sort of understand that he, this is still in defense of Israel. It's a more rational policy. But still, did he come to regret or have second thoughts about the whole 1948 war? I mean, no. thousands of people expelled from their no. land and so on. No, what had to be done had to be done. The, the, the perspective of the Israeli left, which it, and this whole this whole movement that, that that was built around this what was what's called today the two state solution, the premise was number one we don't look at 1948 the past is behind us there's nothing we can do about it and what had to be done had to be done in other words we had to establish a Jewish state um, we did it had to in his opinion yes, why because Zionism is the right thing and Jews deserve a state and this is our homeland so. 
That is the first lie there. These European people come from Ukraine, Poland, Azerbaijan, Belarus, Russia, America. They're, you're going to hear this dude say some things. He's going to contradict himself throughout this whole speech. You're going to listen to what he's saying. He just said that it's their quote-unquote homeland, right? But watch further on as we listen. Uh, the, the, it, it's all ideology-based, and the ideology is Zionist, and the, and the ideology says, this is our land. We have returned. You know, we were persecuted people, and now we've returned to claim what is rightfully ours. We had to... He's saying that they're a persecuted people. But when you look at history for the past 2,000 years, the ones that have been persecuting the people throughout the earth don't look like him. People of color have been persecuted more so than this individual and his ilk. But I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get too far into that. It's too deep. Let's just continue and listen to him utter his lies. Listen close. He's going to tell you that a lot of the things that they've been telling the people is propaganda and BS. Do what we had to do. Some of it wasn't pleasant, but we had to do what we had to do. And that included the expulsion of close to a million Palestinians and destruction of, you know, Palestine. Did he have family that was that were uh, killed in the Holocaust? No, none of us had anything to do. Our, my, my, my grandparents immigrated in the 20s. Wee, 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 hold up, wait a minute, hold on, wait a minute. The whole premise was, you're a persecuted people. The reporter asked, were your people in the Holocaust? What did he say? That included the expulsion of close to a million Palestinians and destruction of, you know, Palestine. Did he have family that was that were uh, killed in the Holocaust? No, none of us had anything to do. Our, my, my, my grandparents... He said, no, he said, no, none of us. He said, no, none of us. Hmm, okay. So if the whole premise of you needing a land in Africa was that you were being persecuted, but you, out of your own mouth, say that you were not persecuted, I, I, I'm confused, I, I don't understand. Were you persecuted or were you not? Oh, no, you emigrated way before. Oh, okay. So the whole premise is faulty. Hmm, interesting. Emigrated in the 20s. And so we had... To Palestine. A, to Palestine, yes. There were Zionists, and they came from for ideological reasons. Um, and they... Um, most people don't know that period, the extent to which Palestinians were being expelled and not hired in Jewish factories and so oh, on. Yeah. Pre-1948, well, well, through um, the 20s and 30s. Well, you mentioned Elon Pape. Elon Pape, in yeah. one of his books, he, he mentions how when the very early settlers came, the very early Jewish settlers came to Palestine in the late 19th century, you know, they couldn't, they couldn't plant lettuce or, you know, they couldn't plant food. They were dying of malaria. They were sick. And the Palestinian, the farmers would come and help them because they were starving and they were sick. Oh, so while you were persecuting the people that lived in the land you keep using this blanket term Palestinian and not saying that black people live there and Arab people live there. You see, they keep hiding things under blanket terms. Okay. 
The word Palestine is just a name for the region. It's not describing the various amounts of ethnic groups, cultures, peoples, nations, nationalities, races that were there. So it's important when they give these blanket statements that you go back and specify who specifically was there. There were Ethiopian Falasha Jews that were there. There were black Egyptians that were there. There were black Libyans that were there. There were black Israelites that were there. Some got taken into slavery and brought to Americas, of course, but there were still people groups that were non-European that were the majority. Listen close. And in their diaries, those same Jewish settlers were talking about how these aliens, we have to rid our country of these foreign aliens, which are the Arabs. So, I mean, the ideology that the Arabs are the aliens and this land is ours is, you know, runs very deep. Where do they come from? This is the same brainwashing that the United States of America placed on its citizens. They told you that Native Americans were aliens. They told you that African Americans were aliens. They told you that Latinos and Latin America and all those people groups that were there before Columbus, that they were the aliens. That's the ideological brainwashing of European extremism. Listen close. Who? Oh, yeah. my parents, they came from Ukraine. Ukraine and Belarus. My father's family came from Ukraine. My mother's family came from Belarus. That the Arabs are the aliens and this land is ours is, you know, runs very deep. Where do they come from? Who? Yeah. Oh, my parents, they came from Ukraine. Ukraine and Belarus. My father's family came from Ukraine. My mother's family came from Belarus. Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. The same area that Russia is going to war with right now in 2022 that's where you're from? So you're really Ukrainian? You're really from Belarus? You're really from the kingdom of the Khazars? Is that what you're telling me, you Jewish guy? Oh, so you're not from the land of Judea. You're from Europe. And you settled in Africa and claimed that everyone else was alien. Watch this. I'm going to give you a Bible verse that gives you the description of the Jews. Listen close. Jeremiah chapter 14, verse 2. Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are black. They are black. They are black unto the ground. And the cry of Jerusalem is gone up. So the people from Jerusalem, the tribe of Judah, where we get the word Jew from, because Jew is for, derived from Judea, Judah, Yahuda, Yahudi. These individuals are black just like the soil, black just like the earth, black just like the ground. Because the deeper you dig, the darker it gets. 
I'm going to read another Bible verse to you. Revelation chapter 2, verse 9. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty. So the real tribe of Judah, they're going through tribulation and poverty. But thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. What am I reading? Revelation chapter 2, verse 9. That's in the Bible. Jesus, the black Messiah, stated that there were going to be people who claim the lineage of the Jews. This is a prediction made years before it happened, which is a wonder why they don't believe in Jesus, which is a wonder they say, oh, we don't believe in that New Testament. This guy literally just said that his people come from Ukraine. And um, and so, you know, they came as Zionists. And I think not only my family, but the majority of Israelis have had no history with the Holocaust. You know, Holocaust survivors are a small minority of. of None of the people that say they let's hear him say it again. Jews. It's not only my family, but the majority of Israelis have had no history with the Holocaust. You know, Holocaust survivors. Um, and um, and so, you know, they came as Zionists. And I think it's not only my family, but the majority of Israelis have had no history with the Holocaust. You know, Holocaust. This is a general son of the nation state created in 1948 called Israel. These are Ukrainians, Poland, Denmark. America, Russian converts to a secular ideology created called Zionism, not the Bible. This is a political party, a political group. Listen close. Survivors are a small minority of, of people who actually immigrated, Jews who came to Palestine. Um, so we had no history of that at all. But, you know, this, is, this was the ideology. And, you know, as it, and, and my parents were both born there. They were kind of first-generation Israelis, if you will, even though it was Palestine when they were born. Do you see the psychological babble? The state was not called Israel when they got there. They emigrated into the land of Palestine. And he said, first-generation Israeli. No, 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 no. You are a Ukrainian that moved to Northeast Africa. This is like a British person coming over to the uh, place in North America in Jamestown, Virginia, and say, I have a bright idea. Let's call this place after the name of Amerigos Vespucci. That's it. We're going to call ourselves America. Wait, wait, aren't you British? No, 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 no. Disregard that. No, we're, we're not. No, we're not British. We're not Dutch. We're not Scottish. We're not Irish. 
We're not Italian. We're not Spaniards. We're not France. We're Americans. That's what we are now. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll, we'll just, we'll just accept that and ignore all the history. We'll ignore all the facts. America's Vespucci never existed. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're American. Okay. We'll give it, we'll give Timmy a pat on the head. Okay, Timmy. It's okay, Timmy. Yeah. Okay. This is the delusion that people are under. This is the legacy of the wicked. Um, and reviving the Hebrew language and creating this secular socialist um, colony, really, of European. It was Palestine when they were born. Um, and reviving the Hebrew language and creating this secular socialist um, colony, really, of it was Palestine when they were born. Um, and reviving the Hebrew language and creating this secular socialist um, colony, really, of European Jewish colony. Europeans. <laughs> uh, he's going to cause his tongue to fall upon himself. His tongue is a sword. It's a weapon. He's cutting himself, literally telling you, hey, um, this is a secular, pagan, non-religious, uh, atheistic, because the word secular is the same thing as without God, non, non-religious, right? Agnostic. This is an ideology coming from secular socialists. Nationalism. This is European national nationalism in Africa, which is no different than the uh, people that went to South Africa and started calling themselves Afrikaner or Boer. These are people, the same group, whether you call them British Caucasian, French Caucasian, American Caucasian. This is a this is a pathological system in the mind. This is the ideology of the wicked. A colony of European Jews in in Palestine was an ideology that they were indoctrinated into. You know, they would hear you know hours long lectures about you know the importance of Zionism and socialism and so on and so forth. So they were you know they were motivated by this ideology. Um, and they were completely secular, by the way, as well. I was about to ask you. There's yeah, no, completely, secular, completely secular. Completely secular, which is the typical European, you know, early European Zionists were, were socialist, secular, and they saw, they invented basically this myth that Jews are a nation. Completely secular. Completely secular. Completely secular, which is the typical European, you know, early European Zionists were, were socialist, secular, and they saw, they invented basically this myth that Jews are a nation and that the Bible is a history book and that Palestine is our country. Those are the three myths upon which Zionism rests. Socialist, secular, and they saw, they invented basically this myth that Jews are a nation, and that the Bible is a history book, and that Palestine is our country. Those are the three myths upon which Zionism rests. So the three myths that they did was actually four myths. They invented a new version of the Hebrew language. Number two, they secularize the Bible by stating that Europeans are now Jewish, meaning they wish they were the tribe of Judah, but they're not. 
like we read in the Bible, and then they take the African Hebraic root system and apply it to themselves and say that the Bible no longer talks about places like Ethiopia, places like Egypt, places like Africa. No, we're going to attribute everything to Ukraine, Denmark, Scandinavia, Netherlands. People from Kansas, y'all, are now saying that they are the people of Africa. This makes no sense. This is the same thing that you have to explain to them when you tell them, do you know that Black people lived in Egypt before, before the Greeks and the Romans came down and conquered and called themselves Egyptians? They're like, no, no, white people are Egyptians. Arab people are Egyptians. No, categorically speaking, there were empires that existed before the Greeks. They never, they never answer the question, who were you before the Greco-Roman Empire? They're like, uh, 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 that's all, folks. Cut the tape. There were empires before. There were empires before. The empires of the Persians. The empires of the Israelites. The empires of the Ethiopic Cushitic Babylonians. The Sumerians. The Akkadians. They never tell you, oh, yeah, we're the descendants of the Edomites that took over Macedon, took it from the Javanese, took it from the sons of Japheth, and now we conquered it and now called it by uh, Romulus and Remus and call this whole area uh, Rome, who are the descendants of the Greco-Roman Edomites. This dude is an Edomite. This dude is a descendant of Esau. Okay. So it's important, folks, to get, garner history and know the truth because the truth shall set you free. Remember, this was a clip that you heard from a Zionist general's son who turned to a political activist after he realized the lies that his four parents taught the world. Tell John Hagee to give you back all that money that he said when he was saying to donate to Israel, right? Do you remember that? Do you remember when John Hagee said, donate to Israel? Do you not know that the United States sends billions of dollars to this uh, European entity? And it's based on a lie. It's based on a lot. Here, here you go. Here's a clip from the Associated Press where evangelist John Hagee donates $6 million to Israel and says that these European Ukrainians, these Polish people must have control in Jerusalem. Listen close. So he is currently marching through the streets with all the different various people, blowing shofars, playing African drums. These are all Caucasian people 
playing African drums. You can't make this stuff up. Holding American flags, holding the Israel flag, saying Christians united for Israel, singing through the streets. You can't make this stuff up, folks. This is from the Associated Press about seven years ago, okay? This is insane. So I'm, 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 I'm playing this clip of individuals marching through the land of Israel, playing their Jewish music, and John Hagee is there vouching for all the individuals. We are united in the belief that Jerusalem is the city of God. It is the place of our spiritual heritage. It is the place where Jeremiah and Isaiah uttered moral and spiritual principles that shape the standards of righteousness for the nations of the world. So he just mentioned the prophet Jeremiah. Let's think about what we just read from Jeremiah. He said, Judah mourneth, and the gates thereof languish. They are, they are black. They are black. Hmm, I wonder what group of people are called black today. Hmm, okay. We are united that Jerusalem is the only city on earth that by its very existence declares there is a God. Yes. We are so their God is not the God of the Bible. You heard it for yourself that the Israeli general's son said that their system was set up by secular socialists, just like the National Socialist Party of the quote-unquote Nazis. They were called National Socialists, which was a secular institution backed up by religious zealots, backed up by the Roman Catholic Church. And that's another subject. The influence of the Catholic Church during the Nazi era. That's another episode. Listen close. I wasn't even trying to make this episode this long, folks. But this is so rich that you have to dig deep. You have to dig deep and see how far this rabbit hole goes. ...that the Jewish people are a chosen people. They are a cherished people. They are the apple of God's eye. They so guess what? The real people of the Bible that are the apple of God's eye are the people that you denigrate and called niggas. The people that you call spicks, the people that you call all various derogatory terms. These are the people of God. The people that you call indios, which means servant. These are the lost tribes of Israel. Ask the Zionists, if you really are the people of the Bible, how come it's only three tribes, Judah, Benjamin, and Levi? Where's all the other tribes? Hmm? The Bible says the 12 tribes of Israel would be sold into slavery in all nations. When did, when did, when did you have yokes of iron on your neck? When were you sold in the transatlantic slave trade? Are you beginning to understand that the truth is right in the Bible that people fail to read? They let these politicians and pulpit pimps deceive them 
away from the truth. But once you read the read the scriptures for yourself and you read that their skin is black, you're like, hold up, wait a minute. What are these white boys talking about? <laughs> Better wake up. They are a covenant people, and that eternal covenant to the land of Israel has never been broken and stands pat today. This shows you that they don't know the Bible. When you read Leviticus 26, when you read Deuteronomy 28, we were kicked out of our land by God because of disobedience. When you read it, it says the land will spew you out. That's what the Bible says. Why? Because of our sins. On Mount Sinai, we were given a covenant, a contract. In Legacy of the Wicked, we are exposing the fact that these individuals are SOS, Synagogue of Satan. What does the devil do? He steals, he kills, and he destroys. And out of their own mouth, you've heard this Israeli general's son talk about acts of uh, uh, extremism, ethnic cleansing, and other various things to obtain the land that is that was previously given to God's chosen people who are non-European. So now this is showing you the levels of indoctrination. You have religious zealots going, going and saying that it was unbroken, that White people were in North Africa? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We are united to pray for the peace of Jerusalem, according to Psalms 122. We are united to speak out in defense of Israel, according to Isaiah 62 and 1. We are united to financially support Israel, according to St. Paul's writings in Romans 15. So he's using the Bible and applying it inaccurately to the wrong group of people. The, the people that the Bible describes as being blackened to the ground, you've spoiled them, you've robbed them, you enslaved them, and you say, Oh, you don't have, you're, you're non-existent. You, you don't, we don't know who you are, but yet you read the Bible that there are a group of individuals called the lost tribes of Israel. The last time I checked, Europeans refer to themselves as clans, as dukes. They've never claimed to be tribes, but last time I checked in Africa, Groups of people are called tribes. Native Americans are called tribes, tribal people. Europeans refer themselves as clans. Hmm. Somebody got the, somebody done sipped on the wrong Kool-Aid because he's saying things that apply to the children of Israel, but the general son says they don't even follow the Bible. They're secular. It's ideological. They brainwash their citizens for hours, listening to lectures 
pushing an ideology, indoctrination. We are here to celebrate Israel's 60th birthday. Greg Stevens from the great state of California comes to bring You are listening to the Forefront Radio. This is Legacy of the Wicked. Tune in for more episodes as we bring them up. Thank you so much for your full attention. Peace and blessings to the real 12 tribes of Israel. Tune in to the Forefront Radio, www.anchor.fm slash the Forefront. Listen every week on Spotify, on iHeartRadio, and many other platforms. Hey, my friend, you have just listened to The Forefront Radio. Please leave your comment and input about the show, what you like about the show, as well as any general feedback on ways to improve. We need your help to acquire new equipment to implement studio quality video and audio to our friends. Contribute as little as $4.99. It's only worth a cup of coffee. Then we can produce documentaries, more episodes, and great info for the diaspora. Go to Cash App and enter A-P-H-I-E-L-L-E-V-I to donate to the Forefront Radio to cover our advertising costs and reach more people. Catch our next episode on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, anchor.fm slash the forefront. Always remember, the truth shall liberate the mind. Peace to the heirs of promise and the heritage of the scattered 12 tribes.